In today's episode of the Motorhome Matt podcast... Is a motorhome warranty worth having? Smart motorways are making the news again. And we answer your questions on using Solbio organic toilet chemical. And we also discuss fighting condensation. Welcome to the Motorhome Map Podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. Industry insights and expert advice for the world of motorhomes, campervans and caravans. It's brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Remember to follow on your favourite podcast app and subscribe on YouTube. Sponsored by arabasecreative.co.uk. Straight in then, Matt, Smart Motorways. We started this year, 2023, with an interview with the president of the AA, Edmund King. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things many people will know I've been quite critical of over, over the last decade, over the last 10 years, is, is smart motorways. When they were introduced in 2006 on the M42 in the West Midlands, that, there was a pilot. It worked quite well because they had emergency refuge areas every 450 metres. It had overhead gantries, etc. And it kind of helped with congestion. What then happened, and this was the big scandal over smart motorways, they were then rolled out with cost-cutting. So from 400 metres, ERAs were stretched out, emergency refuge areas, to 2,500 metres, or every mile and a half. And, you know, we said at the time, well, if you break down, you can't choose always where you break down. And a mile and a half is is too far to, to gamble with, people's lives and unfortunately you know lives have been lost i've spoken to too many parents people who who've lost sons daughters whatever on these motorways and also when they were rolled out they didn't have the radar technology that they said they would have it was a complete scandal there were just 23 miles of smart motorway on the m25 had this stop vehicle detection the rest of the network had none now We've embarrassed the government into taking some action, and now they have rolled out the stop vehicle detection. It's not perfect. There are various cars, I had to warn my sister, drives an MX-5, because an MX-5 is quite low, Mm. radar doesn't get you. So if you break down in an MX-5 or a classic car, the radar won't pick you up. Since you did that interview with Edmund King, Matt, Smart Motorways have been scrapped. But the campaign group Smart Motorways Kill have estimated there have been over 100 deaths linked to Smart Motorways since 2016. And most recently, coroners, eight of them, have written a letter to National Highways criticising their spending of over half a million pounds defending legal actions either by victims or the families of victims who were killed on smart motorways. Yeah, absolutely shocking. £525,549. And the coroners are making the point is these people have been either injured or killed. There's no dispute. We're coroners. Uh, You know, we receive very sadly the body and we have an inquest and the inquests have found that yes they were killed on the motorway and it was no fault as far as they were concerned so they're saying to national highways stop spending this money you're spending taxpayers money quite defending cases against 
taxpayers have either been badly injured or killed i know they are shocking and the number of times that i've been on a smart motorway this year and seen somebody stopped on the inside lane and the red x isn't on and you think well you know i saw somebody pull out really hard into lane two to avoid this young girl stuck in lane one i wish i had a dash cam and i recorded it and i you know, would have shared it on on social because they are lethal they really are dangerous if i could avoid going on one i would Edmund King in that interview, I remember being very shocked at the beginning of the year hearing him say that um, certain car models, he named an MX-5, so I'm happy naming it, yeah. can't be seen by the radars on these smart motorways. Well, they're too low. So yeah. if you break down, actually, the intelligent system is blind. Yeah, quite. I took my daughter to Brighton University for an open day. I know you've been doing the university <laughs> open days too. And we took a Z4, a little BMW Z4 of ours. Uh, it was a nice day, so we drove up with the roof down, and I was very conscious that I would probably not be picked up by the cameras if we broke down in lane 1. Knowing my cars, it was highly likely. Um, it didn't, thankfully. But if it had, I was constantly watching for an escape route. Do you know what I mean? It's just being mindful of that is it's, oh, they're horrible. Why do we have them? National highways have been criticised by politicians uh, as well over this, about the spending over half a million pounds on these cases. So, so we'll see how this progresses. We know there's not going to be any more smart motorways, Quite, yeah. but when the government cancelled them, the one uh, down uh, through the Reading Junctions on the M4 was partially built, and that's since been instituted. So there are still those smart motorways there, and they are still dangerous. They are still dangerous. And the question is, I know Rishi's not going to spend any more money on new ones but is he going to spend any money on taking the current ones away that's the question there you go uh, we'd like to hear your views on this if possible please uh, we'll give you details of how you can get in touch a little bit later on okay then let's go into our product of the week uh, then matt it's christmas gift it's oh, that time of year i'm feeling so festive i've got uh, some <laughs> mistletoe strapped to me well i can't say i can't say i'm coming nowhere near you yes just where King Henry had his Hampton Court. <coughs> Christmas gift ideas. Here's an idea. Look at this. If you're a VW camper van, if you're on YouTube, you can see this. I'm holding up a foldable kid's chair. Look at that. Is it a child's chair? I thought it was for you. <laughs> if I could get in it, I wouldn't get out. It's even got a little safety catch as well, so the kids can't get their hands strapped. And for the VW lovers among us, I know we're motorhome back here. Look at this. A VW wash bag little camper van wash bag how cool is that i was out driving around the other day and i saw one of the uh, original uh, restored uh, combi vans the other day and actually it reminds you of the good old days because you don't see them anymore the original ones oh well, the it, bay window or yeah, the split screen it was the one with the, the tent on top okay the original one. yeah yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. It, was, it looked fantastic they're worth a lot of money you know they are no, yeah no, yeah uh, also i've got this a miniature car and caravan yeah. toy kit you can't go on holiday with it but you can push it around and go brum 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 yeah you can you can take it on holiday i'll tell you the kids love those we have rather cunningly got them on the till and parents hate it <laughs> this is a volvo this is the same car i've got i know exactly that's why it's here ah See, i told you it's one for you no, thank you very much yeah. every caravan tower should have a volvo <laughs> <laughs> i think this one is parked up at the site because i'm just looking in there. there's somebody sitting on the loo but anyway <laughs> yeah. 
I hope they're using Solbio. It's amazing what they can do these days. <laughs> and this for your loved one, this is a dog robe. So this is a present for your four-pawed friend. <laughs> yeah. So we've got a little video on the shop website, that leisure shop, Reggie, our little border terrier wearing one of these. We've got a bright orange one like this, and they're a brilliant robe when your dog comes back off the walk. Tuck them in this. It's like a doggy dressing gang. They are brilliant. Dries them off, cleans them, and they come with, or you can buy... Look at this, dog drying mitts. Ah, dog drying mats. <laughs> mitts. Mats. <laughs> I'm going to put one on. Look at this. They're literally a massive mitt. And you can dry the dog's paws, dry their ears, mm-hmm. and then put them in a washing machine when you're done. What, the dog? No, the mitts. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got a dog, have you? No, I haven't got a dog, no. <laughs> there you are, just a few Christmas gift ideas for your loved ones. You're going to put that back in the shop and sell it, you know that, don't you? Of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> I've only put it on my hand. It's our birthday coming up very soon. We're eight. Did you know that? And the company behind us here, Motome Holiday Company, is eight years old this December, December the 15th. How are you celebrating? Probably buy a cake and give it to the team. Send them all home late. But not a flash 50% off higher sales then? We are going to do that. This is, this is a cracking idea. So this is our birthday gift to you. If you know somebody who you think you would like to treat for Christmas for a five day or more trip away we are giving 50 percent off half off mm. yeah for one weekend only so friday the 15th of december uh nine in the morning the offer will kick in and it will run until sunday night at 9 p.m so it's a flash sale i'll be honest we've never done it before it's 50 percent off you, you book and pay in full and you get half price offer so you could book it as a voucher uh, or you could actually book the dates and firm the dates up and plan your trip away. So if you've got friends that want to come with you, or perhaps you're listening to this and you don't own a motorhome yet, you want to hire one, then this is a half-price offer. So what sort of money are we talking about then? Probably £800 off. Ooh! Depends what you're going to book. That's Depends worth it. Book. That's worth it. Depends when you go. So it yeah. could be, you know, you spend £1,000 on a week's holiday, it's going to cost you £500. That is a deal. So how do people get in touch? Just to what, pop Just into the business or go, go to the website or what? Yeah, pop in or go to motorhomeholidaycompany.com and there'll be an icon on the website taking you to the offer. And with Christmas on the way, other gifts, uh, motorhome holiday company gift vouchers for your loved ones. Yeah, so maybe you don't want to go that far and actually you know, book a whole week away or five day away, but you want to buy them a voucher. Well, you can do that at motorhomeholidaycompany.com. Vouchers start at just £50. They do. Brilliant. Fantastic. So uh, what you need to do is uh, look at the written stuff around uh, this podcast and uh, you can click in it. Or we're going to remind you again of where they should go. Motorhomeholidaycompany.com. And we have a very special deal on our gift vouchers too. You can get a £300 voucher for just £250. Matt Santa Claus. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Sims. Oh, ho 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 Okay, that's enough of the hard sell for you. But they, yeah, are, great, are. they are great deals. They're brilliant deals. They are great deals. <laughs> And the team, I have to say, within the hire company are very excited about them all. We've never done anything like this before. Uh, so I've said, yeah, let's do it. It's our birthday. We're eight years old. Who knows? We're going to be 10 in a couple of years. Let's see what we do then. <laughs> so while you're listening to this, you can go on to the, uh, the website and, and buy your gift voucher. And, and it is again? Motorhomeholidaycompany.com. Fantastic. Uh, let's get into the meat, the main part of today's podcast. Is a warranty worth the paper it's written on? That is a phrase that has been banded around for years, isn't it? Particularly in the motor trade. So motorhomes, caravans, campervans are motor trade of a form. And I've, an, I've had an increasing number of people recently say to me, they're trying to buy a motorhome, and they say, Matt, you know, don't bother with the warranty, knock 500 quid off. Or they say to the team here, you know, I want to save 500 pounds, don't bother with the warranty. I've had them for years, they're not worth having. Uh, and I actually don't agree. 
I have first-hand experience of making a warranty claim, and it was very, very positive. Uh, we work with a company called MBNG, so we choose here to buy a warranty when when we sell a motorhome, which gives the customer peace of mind with a third party. It also means if you're in Scotland on holiday, you haven't got to bring it back here for us to fix it um, or negotiate with us on us paying a garage to fix it. It means you've got that, that kind of ring fence and safety net of a warranty company behind you. And those are the two types of warranty, really. One that's outsourced and purchased as a policy or the dealer will underwrite a warranty. I suppose customers have got a bit cynical because it started off with electrical items, didn't it? And it's then sort of got into the motor trade. You're being sold insurance and you buy a television and for another £60 you get an extended guarantee and you think, well, if the thing's any good, why don't I do need to buy an extended guarantee? And it's the same when you buy, especially second-hand motor vehicles these days. Yes. They say, well, how about a warranty? And you sort of think, well, they're just doing it because they're getting a commission. Am well, I right <clears> or wrong? <laughs> There's an element of truth in that. There may well be a commission if, if the salesman has upgraded your warranty and then of course they try and sell you something called gap insurance as well which is a different type of insurance policy but the reality is the motems come new with a warranty from the manufacturer which lasts typically two or three years on all the components inside and the water ingress warranty they're increasingly so this is a warranty against damp they're increasingly being extended to 10 years from new so they're getting longer and longer as manufacturers get more confident with the materials they're using but the reality is motems are becoming more complicated the amount of tech in them these days electric up and down beds um, technology in the sound systems the fridges the the cooking induction hobs these things are all mechanical electrical they go wrong they can fail at any point and basically it's a house and you're going to drive it down the road you're going to rattle something loose so it's peace of mind i think that's where a warranty is worth its paper it's written on um, and as i say making a claim has for me been a very positive experience with mbng so how much of my budget if i'm buying a motorhome should i set aside for, for for a warranty so we include it for free we pay for it and that's why people are saying to us buying a second hand motorhome knock the warranty off matt and knock 500 quid off and and they can cost it depends what cover we're putting on but anything from 300 to 700 pounds depending on the warranty we include that within the cost um you know we're not able to sell that but then the customer could upgrade the warranty they could make it go from a one-year warranty to a two-year warranty or upgrade the cover. But it's about the customer having that peace of mind, I think. And it is about the cover, <laughs> isn't it? You, yeah. you know, are you covered for all eventualities? Reading the small print, you know, does it include my tyres? Does it include scraping uh, the, the wheels on, on a curb? Does it include... I don't know, my little Johnny, the seven-year-old, uh, sticking a potato on the exhaust pipe. <laughs> yeah, all those sort of things. And, and, and that's where insurance companies have made us cynical, haven't they? Because they have, you yeah. ring them up and they say, I'm sorry, that, that's not actually covered. Well, what's great with MB&G, certainly... Uh, is their policy is very detailed of what they will cover and what they won't cover more importantly and they also have they publish how much they are prepared to pay so say an alternator fails there is an amount of money pegged to an alternator replacement that they will pay and bear in mind these guys are very experienced you know if a reversing camera fails it won't be the first one they've paid out to replace uh, and they do fail you know they're exposed to the elements you're driving along in the wet and all that water's buffeting against the back of the van they do fail and they will have an amount of money that they will pay so they are very experienced at what the repairs cost <laughs> 
And a lot of your insurance will also uh, say that you've got to keep your maintenance uh, up to date. I remember years ago I was caught out by this. It was a car, not a motorhome, uh, but my diesel pump failed in, in a Ford Mondeo. And I had uh, an insurance policy uh, which covered breakdowns and failures. And when I rang the insurance company, uh, they said, well, you know, when was your last service? And I said, and he said, well, it's three months overdue. Mm. But, they, but it's a diesel pump. That wouldn't have been checked. He said, it doesn't matter. And they and they just returned my premium to me, and I had to spend the thousand pounds getting it mended. And I guess this is where cynicism comes from, because that's what it is, isn't it? If there's any way an insurance company can wiggle out of it, they will. That's what I hear. And yes, there may be some truth in that, but you know that's about using a warranty company which are reputable. And if they wiggle out of it, yeah, you know, everyone's just going to take to social media and throw them under the bus, aren't they? So you know they'll never sell a policy ever. So it's about having a warranty from the best provider. As I say, we've used MB&G for years and a very positive experience from Jeff, who looks after us, our account manager, is brilliant. And I've asked him time and time and time again to come on the podcast to have this discussion, and it was a constant no. <laughs> and then, recently, we were at the Motum Caravan Show in Birmingham this October, and Danny came up to me, Danny Robertson, he's the head of field sales at MB&G and Jeff's boss. He said, I'd like to come on the podcast and have a chat with you. So, oh, okay, well, I've been asking you for years. Uh, and it's been a no. And then the next thing that evening, I get a text from Jeff saying, oh, our MD, Paul Smith, wants to come on as well. So we got their attention and I actually managed to pin them down and get some time with them back in the show. We've been at it for 45 years. We're getting quite good now. <laughs> <laughs> quite good. So I mean, seeing an increasing number of people just say, Matt, don't bother with the warranty. You know, knock 500 quid off the purchase price. It's not worth the papers written on. Are they wrong? I think that is definitely a silly statement. <laughs> I think... Well, uh, you would say that, I though, would wouldn't you? That. I would, you're right. Um, but I think, you know, the, the technology that's now coming into motorhomes and caravans, you know, the equipment that these things have on board now, our products offer such a, a comprehensive range of cover up to the retail value of the product, you know, with all electrical and all mechanical cover, you know, given the cost of a, a refrigerator placement being at like two and a half thousand pounds now, it would be silly not to have a warranty, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I agree. But of course, there's a cap on how much you'll pay out. Uh, you say up to the retail price of the motorhome. My motorhome cost me 140 grand. Is that what you'd pay out? Yeah, correct. That is what pays out. It is back to retail value on a lot of our products. Um, obviously, there's never going to be a claim for that value, if that makes any sense, yeah. um, because we're only covering the electrical mechanical part of the vehicle and also the components inside. So, But it gives the customer and the policyholder peace of mind to let them know that if anything fails inside the vehicle in terms of an expensive item, that it is covered and they're not going to be capped by a claims limit. That claims limit is over the course of the year, so you can have more than one claim. That has a value of itself. We don't expect lots of claims on any one vehicle, but if you're unfortunate to have two or three, well, we treat the third one as kindly and as respectfully as we'll treat the first. That's what we're there for. I get it. So that retail value, though, is only up to a certain age of a vehicle. Is it five years? It's up to five years, yeah. and, then, and, then, and then we have policy claims limits thereafter. Which but is typically £1,000. It's 1000 or it's 5000 It depends what the customer decides to buy, and it depends what the, the dealer offers. Because a lot of these products are offered by dealers at point of purchase. And the value there, and one of the interesting things about the, oh, I'd never buy, I don't use warranties, I find they're a waste of time, is how many dealers go down that route for two years, and then they come back to us and said, can you come back, please? I'm really fed up with all these customers coming to me, making claims, falling out with them. I've had good customers. They've been with me for five years. They bought three vehicles, and now we've fallen out. <laughs> 
if you dealt with it, I know you'd have dealt with it fairly carefully. Yeah. And if there was a falling out, I could just say, those wretched motorhome people, I wouldn't have any truck with them either. <laughs> That's the way life works. So we, we get a, a bit of a cycle going where dealers run with us for a number of years, yeah. kid themselves that they could do it cheaper and better. And then a couple of years later, they come back and say, oh, please, could we start again? Yes. And I think there's, there's quite a powerful lesson in that. Well, my own experience is we had a fridge fail uh, on a motor and we sold after just six months right. and the circuit board in it went it was 230 pounds for the board and the board was no longer available uh, and I thought well we'll have to replace the fridge which we chose to pay and it was nearly 2,000 pounds the claims limit was a thousand pounds so we put the claim into you guys and I thought well we'll only get the 230 quid for the board and bless you you paid out a thousand pounds I was stunned it's a really really positive experience and I was quite taken aback that you were prepared to do that why would you do that um, well, obviously, we're insuring the, the customer's product, and if the part or the board is no longer available, we have a responsibility to the policyholder to then replace that, that product or up to the value of their claims limit on that policy. So that's why you got a £1,000 for effectively what was a £230 board, yeah. because that board was no longer available. So we then gave you the maximum claim limit that we could for your policy in order for you to be able to repair that. that well, it, it was much appreciated. Are you finding that claims are going up? I mean, Motem sells, caravan sales have increased. So no doubt there's a proportionate increase in, in claims. But it, Interestingly, claims frequency, e.g. for every 100 policies, the number of people who make a claim has gone up significantly in the last two or three years, which we think is reflective, A, of new entrants, new owners in the marketplace who probably don't understand how to look after caravan or motorhome as well. And secondly, these things are getting more complex. They have, um, they have multi-digital communication and stereo centres in them, all sorts of electronic equipment that five years ago would have seemed like a pipe dream mm. or you'd have only seen a 100-gram motorhome. Now they're becoming ubiquitous and they, they inevitably generate problems. So inevitably then that's going to push the premiums up isn't it 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 is doing and it has done we're not as cheap as we used to be we will probably become more expensive in the future because we have to respond to the level of claims so we pay our claims as quickly sensibly and as promptly as we can but if we're paying out claims somebody has to ultimately fund the cost but at least you're spreading the load amongst all the other owners (laughs) and you know that you know that your insurance is there and if you have a problem one email or phone call and we'll take we'll do our best to take your problem away One interesting thing I found that you've got in your business portfolio is you're actually supplying a warranty to the manufacturers so they can offer an extended warranty as the manufacturer, but actually you're you're underpinning it. This is a new sort of facet to your offering, isn't it? This is a new facet that we're encouraging working one particular major manufacturer at the moment, and we think it's a way forward for manufacturers because it allows them to give cover out to 10 years from, from point of purchase. So it's giving the customer reassurance that for a very long period of time and at point of sale yeah. of the caravan, there's still a warranty on this that essentially says this piece of kit is, is, is good for a good number of years yet. If we're going to be really honest, the nature of caravans and to a lesser extent motorhomes, they rattle down the roads, they do develop leaks, they do develop um, problems as a result of the way they're treated and having a warranty just gives you that peace of mind that there's a, an easy solution prepaid. But what's the number one claim that you get submitted? I would say probably water ingress is the number one claim. Um, yeah, we do see a lot of them, as you're aware. It has its peaks and troughs. It does happen. These things do leak. They've got moving parts on them. Like Paul said, they're rattling down the road. Again, we pay out successfully a lot of the time in terms of the claims on the, on the water ingress. Hence why we are working with the manufacturers to build their extended policy up to 10 years yeah. for water ingress on, on their products through the manufacturers. 
So that's Danny Robertson, the head of field sales at MB&G Insurance, and Paul Smith, the MD at the same company. Now, I'm just picking up different types of warranty provision. There's dealer underwritten or insurance company underwritten. Yeah. Now, so as far as the customer is concerned, what's the difference? So, well, as I said earlier, really, if you're in Scotland and you break down, having a dealer underwritten policy might mean they say, yeah, bring it back, we'll get it sorted for you. Well, that's no good because I'm in Cornwall as a dealer, for example. Whereas if you've got an insurance policy underwriting it, they will allow you to go to any VAT registered garage, is normal, and they will pay the garage. Uh, we up the hourly rate to £60 per hour when we're in, uh, putting a warranty on a vehicle, uh, which is a far more reasonable rate than many warranty providers will will supply. Uh, and £60 covers most um, dealers their hourly rate. And the other thing that MB&G will do is if you break down in France, they will still cover the cost of the repair. They'll ask you to pay for it and get a copy of an invoice and they'll reimburse you less that company's tax, which I think is a great service. So that's the main difference really is peace of mind wherever you are. You don't have to go back to the dealer to get the repairs done. So are you saying that actually a dealer underwritten policy is not as good as an insurance company underwritten I, policy? Personally, and this is my own opinion, uh, I think a insurance policy is probably better because I haven't got to try and deal with a dealer um, who you know might be busy, might be on holiday. You know, I'm dealing with an insurance broker, an insurance company who this is all they do. Right. Insurance is going up hugely uh, on cars. What's it like for motorhomes and caravans? Uh, The insurance itself is going up, certainly. Yeah. And premiums on uh, warranties are going up as well. As Paul said, um, they're seeing an increased number of claims as vehicles get more complicated. uh, And that is going to have a knock on effect. It's electric vehicles, isn't it? It's because mending an electric vehicle is hugely expensive. And even those of us who haven't got one are expected to pay the bills for the people who have. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, but EV motorhomes are years away. We know that. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these guys are only covering... This is their motorhome policy. Yeah, they are going up in price. Right. So you're not subsidising somebody in a car. Okay, then... uh Right, the prices for warranties, not just insurance, they're on the rise as well. I suppose the two are linked, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. As I say, motorhomes are becoming more complicated. Uh, the componentry in them, the levels of, of it is going up. Uh, and there's just more to go wrong, frankly. You know, even mm. reversing cameras are becoming more complicated. Uh, it sounds like a simple bit of kit, but, you know, there's more tech in them. The head units in the dashboards, the sat-navs, Bluetooth, you know, we want all this provision of kit. It can fail. So claims are on the up. That's a fact. Yeah. And that will drive up premiums. Uh, interesting that MB&G are a warranty underwriter for a motorhome or caravan manufacturer. Yeah. So what does that say about the manufacturer's confidence in their own product? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question, isn't it? So MB&G are starting to work with more and more manufacturers of motorhomes and caravan builders. So the manufacturer wants to extend the warranty increasingly we're seeing a 10-year water ingress warranty on the vehicle that's a risk for the manufacturer because if the build quality isn't quite there there's a chance of water ingress then you know if they're offering a 10-year warranty they've got to underwrite that and pay for the repair and damp repairs are expensive they really are that can be you know easily 10 12 15,000 pounds or more that's a big outlay and so what mb&g are doing is offering a service to the manufacturers where they will underwrite it and therefore the manufacturer is not having that risk so it's an insurance policy for the manufacturer of the motorhome or caravan 
I hope that's been of help to you, especially if you're buying insurance uh, or warranties. Uh, the thing to do is uh, read the policies, but don't dismiss them out of hand. Uh, I presume that's your advice, because people are just trying <coughs> to knock yeah. some money off by saying, forget the warranty. But that's, you shouldn't be doing that, should you? Well, the thing is, if you don't have one, uh, then you know, you're at risk that if something does go wrong, you are going to be in the chair for it. If a fridge fails, that could be £2,000. That's a lot of money. It's the Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you by ThatLeisureShop.com. I'm Keith Gooding. And I'm Motorhome Matt. I ask the silly questions and Matt, well, you give the answers, don't well, you? Well, I try. Well, we reached the stage in the podcast where the question and answers where I stop asking the stupid questions. I just leave that up to you. No, I'm only joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no one will ask a question ever again. <laughs> I am joking. Matt Furnow's in Nailsy. I'm more caravan Matt, less motorhome Matt. I guess. was interested here in your podcast about the Sol Bio product, looking to make the switch. Sounds like the right thing to do for the environment. Thing is, to date, I've always been buying the twin packs from Thetford of the blue and the pink toilet chemicals. So pink for the flush, blue for the cassette. You use a lot less of the pink flush fluid than you do the blue stuff. I guess it's because you dilute it a lot more than you do the blue stuff. So my question is, if I make the switch now to Sol Bio, Am I okay to use what I've got left over of the pink flush fluid with the Sol Bio in the toilet cassette? Or do you need to make sure you're using Sol Bio both to flush and also in the toilet cassette itself? So, Matt, what's the answer? Well, we checked with John Morley, who is the wholesaler of Sol Bio into the UK, and he said, as I thought, no, they can't be used together as pink flush kills bacteria and Solbio promotes good bacteria. You should add a half dose of Solbio, that's 20 mil, each time you fill up your flush tank with water. It'll also keep your flush tank clean and will stop the black bits flushing into your toilet bowl, which is what can happen with the pink flush. The black bits? The black bits. So when you take a motor or caravan out of storage, you flush the toilet for the first time, you get all these tiny little black fluffy bits coming round the, the bowl. It's just bacterial buildup in the tank or in the pipe. And what Solby does is it kills that off. Very good. So the answer, Matt, is no. Don't mix it with your pink, but you can use it in your flush tank. It's one or the other. Yep. Chris is in Bristol. I've just been watching your podcast with your li- little mate there, Chris, which is my name as well, by the way. And, uh, I was thinking, Solboyo, can you put that in your water tank in your motorhome and clean it out and then flush it through later. Thanks a lot. Podcasts are great. Cheers. Bye. And that's so great that you remember my name. It's Keith. It's Keith. Chris. All right, Chris. Yeah. Cheers, Chris. <laughs> and anyway, we'll get his name wrong. So, no, Chris, don't put it in your fresh water tank. I'm assuming you mean fresh water. You didn't say if you meant fresh water or grey water. Grey water, definitely, yes. It's ideal for that. Just pour it down your sink and it will work a treat in your grey water tank. But in your fresh water, no. Uh, if you watch last week's episode or hear it, uh, you'll hear me drinking it. <laughs> whilst you can i don't recommend you do it does not taste nice so no i would not be recommending you use it in your freshwater tank there you go colin coulthard is in harrow we've just started using our new mobile home at the weekends and we're finding we're having lots of condensation problems on the windscreen and side windows We're looking to invest in an external windscreen cover for the main front windscreen. But what about the side windows? Is something like your control products with crystals 
or electric uh, dehumidifier the best option. Great to hear the podcasts. Bye for now. Cheers, Colin Coulthard in Harrow. So, I mean, do, do the crystals clear the condensation on everything? Uh, well, they will. So Colin is busy enjoying his brand new rhymer. Congratulations, Colin. You finally got it. Um, so there's two issues here, really. One is the silver screen cover. Uh, and I say silver screen, that's a brand of cover. There are lots of makes of covers, but they usually are silver because they have an insulative property. Is that a word? An insulative or property? <laughs> an insulation. I don't know. Shall I ask Chris? <laughs> So the, normally when you buy a, a screen cover, Colin, they include the side windows. So I'd recommend definitely covering all of the windows. So we sell the Maple ones, we sell the Quest ones in the shop at that ledger shop, and they all cover the side windows and the front windscreen. Some of them have a pocket you can fold down so you can look out the window in the morning, but these are a game changer when it comes to condensation inside the glass. The cab is the coldest bit of the motorhome, and that's why you get so much water forming on the glass, because it's coming into contact with the cold service so the external screen covers make a massive difference and i would definitely be covering the side windows you can also buy internal ones that uh, are not as effective at all but you if it's really cold you can you can buy those that are thermal as well and really make the whole cab warm you can also buy a cab cover so it covers your wind your windscreen the side windows and the bonnet uh, and that stops the draft that you might feel coming up through the footwell too um, they are really good uh, and you can go all out and spend a lot of money on these things so do your research as i know you will colin um, and find the best one for you i have found that the cheaper ones are just as good they're brilliant and they do kill the condensation the control units that you mentioned control with a k are ideal when it's in storage i think if you're in it and you would put control units in there, you would flood them really quickly because you are generating such a lot of water that the control unit's going to be fighting against the ambient moisture in the air and you, um, and they just wouldn't cope. So that's not what they're for. And then you mentioned a dehumidifier. Um, you could put one of those in when you're in it, but again, you're going to be emptying it very often. They, again, are really for when the vehicle is empty and in storage. There you go, uh, Colin. I hope you've uh, uh, got something from that. By the way, those control crystals, they are dirt cheap, aren't they? Uh, two quid. I mean, you know, two ninety nine or something. I've mentioned before, I've put them in a car through the winter, previously gone back in the spring, and it's covered in green moss, you know, like mould, all over the steering wheel, the gear stick, and it's just bacteria that's living on there that moulds up over the winter. I put the control units in last winter, came back oh, no green it's amazing i thought this is not going to work they absolutely do and they're in different sizes so the really tiny ones are literally two three pounds and you can tuck them in the cupboards in the wardrobe under the sofa really good and they're refillable as well yeah just top them up by the refill bag keep the plastic thing keep using that and then every so often go back and just tip the water out and top them up and go again and matt you made a very good point there about if you're in the motorhome uh, you are breathing out lots uh, of vapor you're sucking <coughs> in the oxygen you're processing yeah. it it's getting up to the temperature uh, of your body which what was it 94 degrees or something or 84 degrees and then breathing it out now as you were saying of course you're warming up the atmosphere around yeah you. i can't remember what the number is but it's a remarkable amount of moisture that we breathe and generate through the night it's incredible amount uh, and in a motorhome and caravan that is why when you wake up usually the windscreen is covered in water and these screen products really do minimize it really good otherwise you spend the first hour of a day trying to wipe the windscreen or use a carter thing at the makes available obviously sucking the water off before you can drive anywhere because you can't bloom in sea 
If people want to get in touch and ask a question, Matt, what should they do? Really, really easily. Just go to mhmp.info forward slash ask Matt. Hit the little orange button and record your question. We'd love it if you did that. But please tell us where you are in the country. If you'd rather not do that, there is a form you can fill out and then Keith or I will read your question. We always love to hear your voice. Just get my name right. Uh, Leave (laughs) us a review, mhmp.info forward slash review. That's mhmp.info forward slash review. It's Motorhome Matt Podcast, you see, mhmp. The res- reason behind our madness. <laughs> what about subscribing, uh, Matt? Yeah, you can do that on YouTube. Click the little bell and then we will tell you when uh, new videos are released. And YouTube is sponsored by our video partners, arabasecreative.co.uk. And if people have friends, what should they do? Yeah, if you've got a friend called Chris, then make sure you share it with them. Or Keith. <laughs> we would love it if you would share it with a friend. Help grow the podcast. I'm sure if you found it entertaining or informative, then maybe somebody else will too. Hey, Matt. Yes, Keith. Give us a Chris. No, put that mistletoe away. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.